0: So I'm queer, I'm gender non-binary. When I was in high school, I was like the straight ally president of the Gay-Straight Alliance at my school. Um, And I remember fighting my parents to be allowed to take the bus into the city to go to uh, some of the protests against Prop 8.
1: That was Street Sheet editor Quiver Watts. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from journalists, activists, artists, and San Franciscans from all walks of life. Telling stories, sharing personal histories, and trying to put into words what makes this city so special. Welcome to Episode 45, Part 1. This is a special episode that we recorded back in June at the San Francisco Cultural History Museum's pop-up event, Streets of San Francisco. The CHM asked us to host a panel with Street Sheet editors Quiver Watts and TJ Johnston. This podcast is the talk we had with the two editors that day. Here are Quiver and TJ. So um, if you all haven't listened to the podcast before, uh, one of the things I like to do is kind of talk about, I guess the bigger question is, why are we here? How did we come here? Some of us are born here, le- lucky enough to be born here, uh, born and raised. Um, but a lot of
2: us are also transplants. Um, which, so- would des- which would describe uh, me. I came here from Mexico it's like uh, almost 25 years ago uh, uh, this coming month. Okay, we'll talk about that. Um, do, do you want to take the take the lead on that? Because
1: I, I want to hear more in depth of maybe a little bit about, about your life uh, before you moved here, and then what was it about San Francisco that, that brought you out here? Um,
2: well, I guess the uh, Reader's Digest version is that uh, I just uh, wanted to, Leave Massachusetts, head over to California. So happened I had a friend who was like, you know, staying here. Uh, So I moved out here back in 1994.
1: Did it have anything to do with the winners in Massachusetts versus?
2: A lot of it, yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, What did you, like, what were your impressions of the city? Had you visited? Before you came here or anything like that,
2: uh, I went here for like uh, for a, an exploratory visit, like January of '94, and I thought, okay, I think I'm gonna like make, uh, make the splash, and like I moved in July later that year. Okay.
1: What was the city like? What what was it that that captured your heart and made you move literally across the country?
2: Okay. Well, um, well, I in small towns and san francisco was uh was bigger than them (laughs) and uh i just you know just like uh the whole cultural scene in san francisco was what attracted me here
1: cool where um what were some of the first places uh that you either lived or you know uh restaurants you ate at clubs you, like, you know, what did you do when you got here? What kind of things were you, neighborhoods were you hanging out in?
2: Okay, well, um, I lived mostly in the Lower Haight uh, when I uh, moved out here. And uh, from there, um, pretty much was staying in the Lower Haight for maybe about 17 years until, uh, until I had to leave. (laughs) (laughs) You're holding a mic
1: so you can't do air quotes, but I think that was... Had but to but, but I but I could do with enough vocal inflection. So. Yes, <laughs> yes, vocal air quotes. Um, okay, uh, Quiver, do you want to talk to that that topic of? Uh, I, I I'm not sure because we're just meeting for the second-ish <laughs> time, but um. You're not... Are you from the area?
0: Yeah. Okay. So I grew up in Petaluma, um, which is about 40 minutes north from here. Um, And I grew up coming into San Francisco because my mom uh, worked for the SF Chronicle for like 25 years. So I would come in with her to go to work some days um, for like take your kid to work day. At Uh, Fifth and Mission? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, she she worked for the Examiner and then when it was bought out by the Chronicle, she worked for the Chronicle. Got it, got it. Um, Yeah, and... um, I moved to Berkeley and then Oakland in 2010 for college um, and have stayed in Oakland since then um, and have been working in San Francisco for the last four years.
1: Okay, well as a kid, like what what ages are we talking? Like young, super young? Um, yeah,
0: I mean, my she was working there my whole life, so probably my first experiences in San Francisco were being like four years old and going to Pier 39. <laughs> um, I remember you know, laughing Sal and the Musée Mécanique. And um, uh, I remember going to the Exploratorium back when it was at the other location, not down at the Embarcadero. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I remember going to the the San Francisco Zoo uh, with some reporters and, you know, we we were all writing a story for the examiner, not really, but um, (laughs) we got to go backstage with the koalas and stuff um pretty exciting yeah (laughs) those are my early memories of san francisco
1: i would think growing up i say like just up the road petaluma is wonderful i I love that place yeah but um yeah what were before you actually moved down to the bay area like what were your impressions of was it just like this shining metropolis or you know what was it
0: well, um, so I'm queer, I'm gender non-binary. Uh, when I was in high school, I was like the straight ally president of the Gay Straight Alliance at my school. Um, and I remember fighting my parents to be allowed to take the bus into the city to go to uh, some of the protests against Prop 8. Um, the uh, the proposition that banned gay marriage in California initially. Um, and so I think coming into San Francisco for pride and for um, the campaign for marriage equality as a like burgeoning queer 16 year old was um, amazing it was like the first time that I was surrounded by other queer people and you know Petaluma is really close but it is also um, there's a lot of homophobia in um, yeah. that area so I mean as everywhere but
1: yeah and I'm not gonna shit on Petaluma I love it but it's it it's more America yeah. than <laughs> it is here I, I, I go there
0: frequently
1: I'd say but it's like Oh, there's a Trump sticker.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I remember like having uh, setting up Gay Straight Pride, or Gay Straight Alliance um, tables at my high school, and having kids come and like steal the skittles and throw them at us and yell faggot at us and that sort of thing. So coming to San Francisco and like being at a protest surrounded by drag queens and by other queer people, I was just like, oh my god, where am I?
1: Right. Right okay so you made the move so i think we've we've gotten you both here um at very different times and i'd say in the city's history um the city probably looked very different for both of you from from when you came here but you're both here um and now i guess let's talk about your work with with street sheet so uh, maybe some personal stories about how you got involved uh Either anything, you know, bef- before actually working for Street Sheet, or, or um, if you want to go straight into
2: that. My uh, tenure in Street Sheet pretty much happened, you could say, by accident. Uh, an older co-worker of mine uh, at the Census Bureau, like, you know, told me about these free writing classes that uh, at the Media Alliance, and I assumed that by writing, they were talking about Short stories, prose, nonfiction, poetry. It turned out to be a journalism class. <laughs> it was being facilitated by Adam Clay Thompson, who was then writing, uh, reporting uh, for the Bay Guardian. And uh, we wound up like, a, it was like a, a class of maybe about six of us, and we essentially did an investigative piece about nonprofit profit organizations that serve the homeless population but still pay their executives six-figure salaries. We call it poverty pimping. Hmm. Wow. Is that,
1: um, is that story available currently for folks to read? Or?
2: Uh, it's, well, it, it ran in, like, 2001, and... Uh, uh no. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's available online. I think I might actually have uh, a copy of the original yeah, in email the it printed to me. format. I'll but put it like, up on our <laughs> website. <laughs> sounds I mean it sounds like Yeah. Were you excited about that? Did you have a background in journalism or uh not really. Uh that was like uh my my foray into journalism and okay. you know from there you know, I kind of got involved like with uh uh with Street Sheet, with Poor Magazine uh, also, with the uh, Street Spirit uh, in the East Bay. And I want to, like, you know, I wanted, in the meantime, I also uh, took uh, journal classes over at City College in San Francisco. So. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, Quipper, what's your story?
0: Um, so, my mom is a writer and an editor. So, I grew up with uh, every school paper that I ever tried to write being covered with red pen, um, (laughs) (laughs) crossing out my typos and grammar mistakes. You're talking
1: Um, to an editor, by the way. I I hear you.
0: Aren't we all? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: Did she wear the green (laughs) lampshade?
0: Not quite, actually. But um, yeah, so I I grew up as a writer and um, somebody with a keen uh, eye for details, although I really don't measure up to TJ. TJ's an incredible editor. Um, But I got involved with the Coalition on Homelessness um, after being part of a anti-eviction campaign in Albany, actually, at the Albany Bulb, um, where there were 60 residents who were displaced by the city, despite there being no homeless shelter in town. So, um, yeah, I got I applied to work at the Coalition on Homelessness a few years back, um, and started out doing fundraising, and then uh, when the Street Sheet Editor position opened up, I applied and have been doing this for the last two years. Um, and it's it's been the best job I could possibly imagine having. <laughs>
1: where did you get your sense of social justice do you think and would you call it that am i am i putting
0: yeah social justice um yeah i mean i think i i can't remember a time in my life where i haven't um been called to social justice causes um and growing up as a queer person um especially in a class privileged area uh with a lot of visible poverty very nearby. Um, I think poverty issues in particular have always been important to me, but definitely working with the homeless folks at the Albany Bulb, I learned so much about my own class privilege and internalized uh, bigotry against poverty and and poor people. And I think um, one of the things that I love the most about Street Sheet is that I think a lot of that comes from not really hearing first person perspectives on what homelessness is, like who homeless people are, and there's a sort of conversation about homelessness that lumps every homeless person together into Mm -hmm. a a category, and really homelessness is just a state that many, many, many of us are on the brink of, um, or could happen to most of us, if not all of us. So um, I think just getting those perspectives firsthand is really critical for breaking out of that. And that's what Street Sheet tries to do. So I get to read and edit um, stories and sometimes transcribe stories from people uh, who have become homeless or um, have been homeless in the past or are currently homeless uh, for a variety of reasons and um, get to hear, hear their stories directly from them instead of just from other housed people who are doing their, you know, doing a pretty cursory job yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and that's uh, kind of like what attracted me to the uh, street sheet as well is that uh, it's a publication that uh, pretty much well yeah, we puts a microphone uh, to uh, to homeless people and give them their voice and amplifies mm-hmm. it and uh, you really don't uh, see that many publications uh, that offer this uh, soapbox this platform for people who are like unhoused or are at risk of losing their housing soon and it's like it's just something about like you know the conversation of like uh, you could use uh, homelessness as an example but it can apply to any given social issue is that the media kind of appoints as experts government officials bureaucrats and academics uh, who as the quote-unquote experts while those who are directly impacted like by those issues um, whether it's like um, homeless people, or people who are kind of like a living, um, who are going to be directly impacted by, say, climate change, uh, those people and those who speak on their behalf are merely "quote unquote" advocates. So, and like, um, but uh, here at the Street Sheet, we are—we're both. We're both advocates and journalists. That was Quiver Watts
1: and T.J. Johnston check back Thursday when TJ and Quiver will dive deeper into the advocacy journalism that they and Street Sheet engage in. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. You can find all episodes on our website storiedsf.com While you're there please help support what we do by going to our store page and choosing from several different pledge levels. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. And if you have any feedback or potential guests for us, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.